This is the Daily Dispatch podcast with your business correspondent, Ted Keenan. Today, Dispatch Live is talking to Liam Graham, the MD of Invest Securities, and you must be delighted to be back at work. Um, it's always a pleasure to be here, Ted. I mean, obviously, we, we love the holidays, but uh, uh, I guess expenses require us to get back to the groundstone. Having two young kids is an expensive business. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about investments, offshore, local, and then talk about sectors. You were saying that you are loath to do stock picks, but sectors you, you're happy with. Yes. Okay. What's your outlook for 2024? Um, well, it's setting up to be a very interesting year, Ted. I think just to, if we go back to 2023, you know, obviously we, we, we've just been through 18-month rate hiking cycle across most of the developed world. Um, you know, we, 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 it was probably the steepest rating cycle we've seen or rate increases we've seen in history. And it obviously put a lot of uh, uh, people under pressure. You know, consumers, suddenly their interest rates on their, their cars and mortgages went up. Um, and this was all to control inflation that got out of control after pandemic stimulus. So, you know, not only are your, 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 your interest expense going up, but also the things that you buy every day have been skyrocketing. So, you know, they've been under a lot of pressure, the SA or, or just the global consumer. Um, and I think as we come into 2024, we're going to see the, 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 the reverse of that. We're going to start to see our first interest rate cuts. Um, the market's expecting it any time between March and, and May. Um, and inflation is starting to normalize back down. So it's going to be a very exciting year, and I think it's going to be an exciting time for markets with lots of moving points. I mean, an interesting little fact is 70% of global GDP are having elections this year. Um, and that's obviously South Africa will we'll go to the polls in May. Uh, the U.S. go to the polls in, um, in November. And uh, I think we'll hear about the UK when they decide, but they, they could go this year or, or early next year. So there's going to be a lot of stuff going on uh, in, in the macro political uh, environment. That's a nice bullish sentiment. What's the bucket of cold water, especially as far as South Africa goes? <laughs> Uh, listen, I mean, everyone likes to have a grey cloud. I mean, we more rainbows. I think the fact of the matter is um, uh, markets generally perform very well in rate-cutting cycles. Um, so history is, is on our side. I think with, with politics, you never know. I think the biggest, uh, I guess, stumbling block is if Trump gets back into power. Um, you know, he is not uh, uh, someone who plays well in the sandpit. Uh, and the markets don't like uncertainty, you know. So you might be a Trump supporter or not, but uh, regardless, he, he, he injects a very uncertain element, an unpredictable element into the market, which uh, people don't like. So there will be volatility if he gets selected back in. Um, obviously, we're, we're a bit of the way out. They're going through the Republican primaries at the moment to see who will uh, uh, face off against uh, Joe Biden for, for the U.S. president. Um, so we'll know more, but it'll definitely be in the headlines. I mean, back home, obviously, elections are going to be a major moving point. We see uh, the ANC losing share. You know, who knows if there'll be co coalitions or not. My personal view is nothing will change. Uh, we'll have the same predicament we've had for 10 years. The fact of the matter is uh, uh, state-owned enterprises are struggling. 
Uh, last year, we saw the first glimmer of hope where the government were uh, prepared to participate with public or with private enterprises. We've seen that in the solar side where, where, where a lot of people have come in uh, and supported their own energy programs, which is alleviating some stress on Eskom. Um, so I think that's a very good green shoot. And, and, and often those things only come up um, as, a, as a solution where things are really, really bad, especially in a sort of socialist run government. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, I think the normal risks are going to be there, you know, and I don't think there's anything new. Uh, geopolitics has obviously come to the fore. You've got Russia, Ukraine, which has always been going on for almost three years now, believe it or not. Uh, Israel and Gaza have been going on for 100 days, which has also been significant. We've seen Red Sea uh, a turbulence as, as, as the, um, the Houthi rebels are bombing ships coming through the Red Sea. Uh, there's always some volatility between China and Taiwan. So, you know, I think that geopolitical, but that's the environment we have to invest in. And I mean, I think, you know, last year, uh, in spite of interest rates going up, in spite of all this geopolitics, you know, the U.S. markets were up over 20 percent. So you can still do well in times like uh, of turmoil. The estate agent business is talking about interest rates coming down. And they're also talking about a new government. But that can backfire really quickly and really badly, especially the new government aspect. What sort of difference would that make? Or, as you said earlier, it's business as usual. Yeah, I mean, a new government, I, I, I can't see a situation where we have a new government. I mean, the government might be diluted a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, still they're going to get, you know, the ANC will get between 40 and 50 percent of the vote. They'll still be the majority party. And, they, and uh, if anything... What coalitions do is they keep status quo because no one can make any new decisions. So, you know, I, I, without knowing any more details, I, I, I can't comment any further. I mean, I think the property market in general is one of our uh, favorite sectors this year, you know, especially on the listed side. I think with interest rates coming down, mm -hmm. um, uh, you should typically see property guys move up. I mean, ultimately, it all comes down to your relative opportunities. You know, most people have moved out of property as an as an income specific type investment and moved into bonds or, 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 or money market accounts where you can get quite a decent uh, income. Uh, with with interest coming down, that reduces the interest you're going to get from those relatively risk free accounts, and you're going to have to look into more riskier stuff for 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 higher returns, and that's the way it should be. So I think from an investment perspective, property looks good. From a fundamental perspective, property looks good, and I think the SA consumer is actually not in a bad place. So, you know, all in all, um, you know, I think we are setting up once those interest rates start to get cut and the consumer gets a little bit more breathing room, um, I think we'll be good, you know. What about the offshore market? Um, yeah, so the offshore market's a very interesting place. We're very bullish. Obviously, as I said, um, the US was up 20-odd percent last year, um, driven by what they're calling the Magnificent Seven. Um, so that's Alphabet, Apple, Microsoft, Meta, uh, NVIDIA and Tesla um, and that, it's just strangely enough and sorry to interrupt you only one of those actually builds anything <laughs> yes and, uh, and, and, and and that's all the new AI big data phase that's coming through it looks like it's going to uh, you know the total available market for that specific sector is over a trillion dollars uh, and expanding so it's a massive new drive it's very high intensity involves a lot of technical computing ability so those businesses are really seeing a massive increase in, in revenue growth potential you know and the rest of the market has had a tough two years I and mean, believe it or not 
Um, over the last two years, we've seen very negligible growth in U.S. companies. Uh, in 2022, I think the, 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 the S&P 500 stocks were only up 5%. They were flat to down this year, I mean 2023. So as we enter 2024, um, we should expect to see double-digit growth return to a lot of those companies. And the reason being is what we've discussed, inflation has come down, they've got hold of their, they've got it on top of their costs, and they're starting to, uh, to drive business productivity again. So that earnings growth coupled with very reasonable or, or reasonable to fair valuations should stand us in good stead. Now, I do think it's going to be a, a stock picker's market. I do think you need to be in the right places um, and, uh, and and follow the right themes. Uh, but I do see another year where we can get between 10 and 15% return in the market. So, so, you know, not a bad place to be in dollars. You've spoken about the US. Do you dip your toes into China? No. So, listen, there's no doubt China is, uh, is a massive opportunity. Valuations are very, very low across the board. Um, so there is opportunity at some point you will be able to make a lot of money there. The fact of the matter is um, the Chinese government has done too little to stimulate that economy. The property market continues to be in the doldrums. Uh, the consumers there have lost all sorts of confidence. Uh, inflation is negative and has been negative for the whole of last year, which just shows that there's a reduced appetite for consumer spending. Savings rates in uh, in, in China have increased. Um, and the government has, has showed no um, willingness to really do what needs to be done to stimulate that economy. So and, until we get signs that the government are prepared to step in and, and stop property prices from falling and and – um, increase consumer sentiment. There's nothing really behind there that's going to drive you as uh, Chinese customers. And, and, and what's happened is it's chased foreign money away. So they don't like the Chinese government's policies. Um, they're nervous because they don't know what they can do. As, I said, as someone said this morning, they are a communist regime and they can do anything at any time they want. Mm. Um, so that uncertainty has driven foreigners away. So you actually need that confidence to be reestablished, which takes time for money to get back into the market and drive the market up. So uh, for now, we're a little bit disillusioned about what's going on in China. Um, eventually, it will come right. But for us, there are other op- many other opportunities around the world. That means that we don't have to take too much risk. Do you treat Europe as a, a single entity or do you treat the countries in Europe as individual? Um, <laughs> I think it's a single entity when we look at it. I mean, ultimately, the, the difference between the US and, and, and Europe is Europe is still very much an industrial nation. Large bits of the large portions of the of the companies or the economy is based on actually producing things, big equipment that is completely GDP dependent. So um, you know you really need new businesses, new industries opening up, and that's when your your Siemens and your 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 big machinery makers start to do well. So they really need global GDP to take off, and China is a big part of that. So. My view is that where U.S. is becoming much more service orientated, where you're much more into, you know, your financials, your, 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 your IT services, anyone who's actually adding productivity without actually creating stuff. So it creates much more opportunities um, to benefit, whereas I think the European guys specifically are really require GDP to be growing gangbusters uh, for them to succeed. You mentioned 10 to 15 percent for the U.S., 
as a Christmas present to your invest renters, investors were 10 to 15 percent delighting. Yes, I think you know. Ultimately, you know, over over a period of the last forty years, the average return uh, on the S and P five hundred is about thirteen percent. So it's smack bang in the in, in the middle of that. And I think you know um, it shouldn't be sneezed at. You know, obviously, as a South African investor, you get thirteen percent or thirteen percent in U.S. dollars. Um, you you assume the rand depreciates five percent a year. That's eighteen percent return. Um, and I think that's um, that's a good expectation. Nice, well wrapped Christmas present. Exactly. Hopefully, yeah. with a little bit of with with less volatility than we've had, had over the last couple of years. Liam, it's been a pleasure talking to you again. Thank you very much for giving us your thoughts in 20, on twenty twenty four. Anytime. Thank you very much, Ted.